0: Hey there, you bunch of smashers! This is Sarah Milliken. Welcome to the Standard Issue Gigcast. In this episode, me and Standard Issue deputy editor Hannah and Levy had a fantastic time with Janice Porter, Ellie Taylor, and Lisa Tarbuck. We talked about Paula Danziger journeys, extreme fishing with Janice Porter, and whether luck is a thing. This episode was recorded in front of a live audience at Leicester Square Theatre in London. We've got a whole bunch of these booked in with some awesome guests, including Stephanie Beacham, Ashlyn B, uh, Kate Thornton, Joe Caulfield, Alex Jones, Jenny Clay, Olivia Coleman, Holly Walsh. Loads of fab women. Tickets are available from the Leicester Square Theatre website. We're also recording some around the UK in Leamington with Joanne Wright, Cheltenham with Emma Sands and Susan Kalman, and the Edinburgh Fringe with Val McDermott and Sarah Brown, amongst others. Check out the Standard Issue page on my website for information www.sarahmillican.co.uk forward slash standard hyphen issue. A bit of admin, just a quick reminder to please rate, review and subscribe to all of our podcasts on iTunes. And if you're interested in advertising with us, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at uh, admin at standardissuemagazine.com. Remember, you can visit our archive of articles at standardissuemagazine.com. Follow us at at standardissueuk on Twitter or find us on Facebook and Instagram. Everything here is just our opinions, so don't get hit up, pets. Thanks. Right, admin done. Now enjoy the show. Welcome to the Standard Issue podcast. Yeah. Uh, uh, welcome, very much welcome. Uh, should we introduce ourselves? Should we do that? Yeah, why not? Do you want to do it with a fact? You like doing it with a fact, don't you? I like to... doing it with a fa-
1: fact. Yeah, I am, running out, I am running out of facts. Though, You've got loads of facts. I'll just, I just use the classic fact that I always use, okay. which is I'm Hannah Dunleavy, I'm the deputy editor of the Standard Issue, and I was once mistaken for being dressed as a hobbit when I was actually wearing my own clothes. <laughs> I'm Lisa
2: Tarbuck, and I once had a pound thrown at me in my own clothes during Guy Fawkes Night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's up the ante.
2: <laughs>
3: oh my God.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> what have I got to say?
1: Who you are? I'm Janet. What you do?
3: I'm a legend. And there's something fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Don't massive di-
4: display of ego at the start. It can only go down. <laughs> oh, I'm Ellie Taylor, and I want to be Janet Street Porter when I grow oh. up. <laughs> no,
3: but Ellie and I, Ellie and I, met in a previous life. We were on Storage Hunters. Clang! Together and formed a
4: massive bond. <laughs> we did. And Janet, what she's not telling you is, at one point, we were both bidding on the same item. And Janet, we all knew full well that the that the storage thing was full of absolute shit. Janet kept on bumping up the bloody <laughs> price I ended up owing my charity money because, <laughs> because of Janet
1: Ellie mm. what never fails to make you laugh?
4: Um, At the moment, probably winding up my seven-year-old nephew to the point where he is crying, but on the verge of laughter. (laughs) That little sweet spot is just beautiful to behold. Uh, I'm a great auntie, as you can tell. Uh (laughs) Janet?
3: um, I think listening to people say they're on a journey...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's on a fucking journey, aren't they? What about if they're just on a train talking to somebody on the phone?
3: The thing is, I do travel on public transport, and I use the Overground every day, and no-one ever comes up to me on the Overground or or the Underground and goes, hey, you're on a journey. No, it's only something I hear in a television studio. They're all on a journey. And the other day I said, well, I've got off the bus, I'm sorry, I'm not on the journey. But it's weird that, at the moment, everyone's on a journey. I just find it so entertaining.
2: Why do you think they say that? I mean, I, I, I realise that they've sought help. And, <laughs> and, and, and but you and
3: I, we don't need help. Do we? we be well, on no.
2: Help. And also, I wouldn't necessarily pay... I see, the, I see the joy in paying somebody to listen to you. Yeah. There's a lot of joy in that. <laughs> um, but beyond that, actually, if you've got a gang of really great mates, or you can have an example shown you and follow it, or... Cos this sort of plastic media thing is the same as... I don't, I, I don't get it, People and I, I now feel like my granddad People talk about person now, yeah. which I do find really weird.
3: They always say, ''Well, I've had issues with that, but I'm working my way through it.''
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: she said, what the fuck are they
3: talking about? (laughs) Because it's a
2: different language to make. But why can't you say, I don't like it, or that's not for me? Because at the very least, you've created a contrast to know that you don't want to wander down that particular avenue and that that you prefer this one. Easy. Mm. Rather than over... About three years, I cut people that brought drama into my life out.
0: Wow. So, so first of all, what kind of drama? I'm interested in this. What kind of drama
2: do you mean? (laughs) Wow.
0: Don't you mean needy
3: friends? You you just edit them out. I've
2: I've got no problem with that, and I'm I'm happy to be a great mate, and I I like that, and I pride myself in it, but when you have that repetitive thing, you'll never guess what happened to me. (laughs) where you just think, actually, I now know, I will never guess what's happened to you, but the biggest deal is I don't fucking care. <laughs> and, and funnily enough, that with the gap, an extraordinary maelstrom of creativity occurred.
0: Yep. And How, how oh, do I put my hand up? Uh, sorry, I put my hand up like so I get to school. Um, why? How did you go about cutting them out? Did you just not reply to messages? I just thought Christ it for was help? time... <laughs> Yeah, just time to... Yeah. Did you worry that any one of them really needed you?
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> While you were like, That's <laughs> it on. Uh,
2: it's sort of making it sound like you, you've done it in a, a, a way... I withdrew right. and I had a word with myself to see what my problem was. So I made it much more my issue to be able to get a clearer view because I can only be responsible for me. You didn't unfriend them on Facebook, then? Mm-hmm. I'm not on Facebook, not so mom. I've not got That's the, time the best for way,
0: though, because if you unfriend... You all know this, don't you? If you unfriend somebody on Facebook, then sometimes it'll come up and it'll go, do you know Sarah? And they're like, oh, I thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> so you unfollow them so they think you're still friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad, though, isn't it? That's really mean, yeah. I got a message on Facebook the other day from a man. It was quite an emotional roller coaster. He said, you're my favourite fat Geordie. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yay, favourite. Oh, fat. Oh, a little bit yay for Geordie. And he said, (laughs) let me know if you're single.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I get those. You know, I'd like to have sex with you. And then you go on their profile and you think, oh... (laughs)
1: <laughs> In your dreams? Well, Twitter is like booze, isn't it? It's like some people, it makes them a bit more fun and a bit more social and, like, it's a nice thing. And some people just become cunts. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> I just... You
0: see, I don't, think, I don't think booze makes people cunts. I think it, make, it gives cunts confidence.
4: Okay, <laughs> that, oh, very good. so true. <laughs> <laughs> <It's not>
1: true, <laughs> isn't it?
2: I got a marriage proposal from a bloke who sent me a picture of him posing by his um, Mercedes. That, uh, and it's clearly like he was a driver, and God bless him. Um, and he said, my mum uh, has found out that you're single, and I just, I just thought I'd send you this because it's about time you got married. But that, um, but that was it. It's just a done deal. <laughs>
0: You were waiting, going, yeah. I wish there was a man who could lean on a car (laughs) 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 who fancied me. (laughs) I think actually, when we announced that you were doing the show, somebody sent a message just to say, Can you tell her that I love her? and it wasn't in a sort of like a fan way, it was like, I love her. I was like, (laughs) I did actually think I'm not going to pass that on, but I just have. I'm so sorry, (laughs) I don't go out
1: much. (laughs) (laughs) What never fails to make you laugh, Lisa?
0: Um, I think. Mm,
1: I
2: odd things. Odd things. Um, and I have got a bit of a warpy sense of humour. Um, but, you know, I I laugh a lot. And um, Is there one specific thing or never fails now? Just anything. Um, well, yeah, today I've had a really good laugh. I like it when <laughs> someone's a bit spunky with you. Or I like it when suddenly I've got an old 70s ashtray that I fill with water and there's seven sparrows in it trying to have a bath or, or I like it when <laughs> I can sit with the hose wait, having put my foot this is my best thing actually isn't it? <laughs> I sit with the hose on a jet thing and, and I just have often I pretend I'm reading but I'm not <laughs> and I've put the uh, bird food out because I'm into the bird, birds in a big fat way and there's these two bastard pigeons that sit up there. Oh, yeah. And we turn it into a gunfight at the OK Corral. <laughs> but but I've, my game is I've got to get in them while they're mid-air with just a... <laughs> <laughs> so and they'll be back, but it's really
0: good but fun. Why, why do you like some birds and not other birds? That makes me sad for the pigeons. Well, I think... Firmin. I... <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've got wood pigeons, which I think are just um, they're just pigeons though, aren't they? Right. I was, oh, oh, they're, sort of... they're
1: terrible. They sit on the top of my chimney and go whoo, whoo, <laughs> down it all day. It's really irritating. Sorry, that
0: was me. I did that,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: sorry. <laughs> I think they're beautiful. Wood,
2: wood pigeons. P- I yeah. hate them
3: rats on wee wings, <laughs> they eat all my cabbages and I hang uh. CDs on my vegetable patch <laughs> I put nets over them, over it to keep out the wood pigeons and then this is even more tragic, I have to hang CDs because in the wind yeah. they, they keep them away so I thought what CD shall I put out <laughs> all the ones you got free with the Daily Telegraph and the Daily Mail back in the day <laughs> Tom Jones greatest hits
0: <laughs> but what will youngsters do in like 20, 30 years time they can't, they can't do that with, like, downloads, can they? I think See?
3: Christmas tree Sad. decorations will do the same thing. Do you think thing. they'll do the same
0: thing? Yeah. It's oh, a shame. I was hoping they would lose out because they're young.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? What always makes you laugh?
0: Oh, um, oh, probably the, the things that the dog does. Yeah. He's, he's so adorable. He, um, he had a shit the other day um, with an erection. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I, would, I didn't know which came first. But he was really horny and then went, oh, actually, I need a shit. Or were they just fucking loves pooing. Uh, uh, and they turned him on. I don't know. His little face was very confused. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. That's natural, though, isn't it, to void
2: your bowels before, if you've got all randy as a dog.
0: Is that, dog oh, I'm glad you it. added as a dog. <laughs> <laughs> i think I've been doing it
2: wrong. Well, <laughs> <laughs> just watch that. You know, you just think, oh, I'm dying for it. Oh, yeah, see you in a minute. All that, okay. yeah, anyway. Listen, I'm not going to go down the shit. I love, a, I love a shit story. I'm
1: not going I'm not. Down. I'm feeling very uncomfortable. <laughs> Hannah, what makes you laugh? Uh, a bit like, I would say, a bit like Lisa. Anything. And the more likely I am to not, or the less, the worse it is to laugh at it, the more likely I am to laugh at it. You know, situations where... It's just massively inappropriate to laugh, like in funerals and things like that. (laughs) It happens to me a lot. I was telling this story to Mickey, our editor, the other day. Years ago, I was driving in... um, I was in Salisbury, and it had been pouring a rain the night before, and we were... um, I was driving, and suddenly there was, like, a dip in the road, and I got quite close to it. And then I thought, oh, Christ, that dip's just full of water. That's just, like, a massive puddle. And I thought, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to slam your brakes on in this scenario, I should, like... Um, just hit it at that speed I'm doing and just try and ride through it. And literally, as I did that, this little old man on, like, one of those oh, mobility no. scooters just pulled up alongside me oh, and just got it. hit by this <laughs> wall of water. Yeah. And every time I think about the sight of him in my rearview mirror, just, like, <laughs> angrily waving his <laughs> fist at I me... he did
0: the angry old yeah. man arm! Yeah,
1: oh. I had to pull at the side of the road and laugh, and then I saw he was catching me up. <laughs> and I had to drive on... <laughs>
0: To laugh, yeah. that, is yes. a, that is a good laugh. If, yes. if it stops
1: you driving, yeah, it was like it's not safe. I will hear, I will hear a, a, that water at full speed, but I won't drive while laughing because that's dangerous. <laughs> that's
4: dangerous.
0: Let's start with Ellie again. Oh, I'm going to ask you what's the best and worst thing about your work and life. Let's start with best.
4: Um, best thing about my work is that I get paid to show off. which was sort of my dream when i was younger um and it is really like you have the freedom to kind of do what you want um you can get up when you want um you can uh watch janet street porter on loose women um (laughs) but the worst thing i think is probably the work-life balance which i suck at i think um and i say i can get up when i want but at the moment i'm doing crazy hours and i i think i'm working harder than i ever did when i was Working for someone else.
0: Because you doing radio in the morning as well, yeah, aren't you? I'm what doing time it... do you have to get up for that? Four oh, thirty. No. Oh, I God. think I may be going to bed. Four thirty in, in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going
4: to bed when you're getting up. Yeah, it's ho- It's horrid. It's horrid, and I'm really bad at going to bed. So like, I ended up watching Game of Thrones last night. And yeah. Have you had a nap this afternoon? Of course, I have bloody had a nap, mate. <laughs> Not an idiot. Um, yeah, I've had a nap. But yeah, trying to do everything, and I feel like I'm, I, it makes me really bad at seeing my friends and my family. It makes you feel like I'm not doing anything super well. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm. you you just can't sort of fully commit. Um, But, you know, he's saying all that. I'm so lucky. I think we're so lucky to have the jobs that we do. Mm. Jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's grand. It is grand overall, I think.
0: Thanks. Janet?
3: I don't believe in luck. I think you only get where you are because you work really hard. I hate the whole concept of luck. Do you not believe in it at all? No, not at all. I think I've got where I am because I'm fucking clever. And I work really hard. (laughs) And I trashed people who were on my level and elbow- elbowed them out of the way. <laughs> Why pretend that getting up the ladder of power is easy? You've but got I... to push other people down to go up, because it's a pyramid. <laughs> it's not like a flat table with everyone on top. Sister suffragettes. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's got to be, like, I don't know, middle ground. No, I think, like... I don't, I... I mean, it's just that when I started
4: in my career, sure. it was all men. Right. So it
3: was a great pleasure. Oh, yeah, screw those guys.
4: But yeah. uh, I, I feel like you've got luck as part of it, but you also need to have worked hard to get into a position that when you get lucky, when a break does come along, you're ready to take that break. What do you think I don't, you don't believe there's luck. I no, think I'm you get in, the I'm job because the... you're the best person for the job. I'm
0: in, in, the, in the Janet camp. I think the only... I think for me, the lucky thing is that the thing that I'm good at uh, isn't... Something that everybody is good at. Right. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it has value. Yeah. So therefore, you can be your job. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm afraid I'm in the Janet camp. I do think it's about being good and working hard. Because if you say that you're lucky, yeah. Then, it does. Knock down all of the work that you put in, and the, the opportunities come up because somebody says, "Oh, she's good. Let's ask her to do that." That's not a lot. Sure, thing. yeah, but initially, like to be seen in the right
4: place, like that was literally like to get my first agent. It was because someone happened to be at a gig that I was at that they shouldn't have been at. Do you know what? It was that kind mm, yeah, of thing. No, that, that. Those kind of things where it's like, "Oh, that, that, what that was lucky." And then I was good at the gig, which was the hard work. Mm. But I think it is. I, do I think, think it's, it's a bit. Of, I think it's too. a bit of a combo. Sorry, Janet. No, I'm not agreeing with
3: you. (laughs) Um, Okay. The best and worst things about my job, I don't really think about it like that because I'm completely bred to work. I mean, from the age of about 14, I wanted to be really successful and I wanted to work really hard. So to carry on working, and I've been made redundant, I've been sacked, and all that's been quite public. And at the time, it seems like a bit like getting divorced or cheating on your husband, it's, like, really bad for about 24 hours and you just get over it. <laughs> <laughs> and... and <laughs> it is, though! So. I'm sorry, I know I'm a bit on the spectrum, but... It's, <laughs> like... When I was 15 or 16, people go, ''Oh, are you still friends with your school friends?'' No, for a really good reason. That they were there when you were 14, 15, 16. And then when you started at college or university, you done with them they but were you, so, Do you mean you've
0: grown they've grown out of them yeah
3: because when you uh, go on i think y- y- you when i got to university i felt that at least at, at last i was with a peer group that i felt comfortable with and i do think that being at school is quite an uncomfortable experience i mean being at secondary school is uncomfortable. It's not... I mean, now everybody bandies this word bullied about. I think it's about being um, strong and being uh, building up this inner resilience to be different to everybody else and to think you're right and they're wrong. And I've got that in spades. And that has been my... Um, work on my... You know, I've been quite resilient, and sometimes people have impersonated me and done puppets and really bad imp- impersonations, <laughs> yeah. especially Kenny Everett. What a fuckwit. But... Um, How does it feel
0: when somebody does that? Is it, is it hurt? Or is oh, it... Oh, well, I was, honest, it I, I was honoured.
3: I was honoured with spitting image. I thought that was fantastic. And I had two puppets, and they were ridiculous. And I, and I really thought that was great. But around the same time, Private Eye really started taking a pop at me about my accent and the way I looked, Um, which actually looking back on it was quite comical. But it did dent my... um, What's the word? It dented my confidence, but I didn't let that show. But it just made me stronger. But, you know, if people say now I'm quite a brutal person, I am the product of what happened to me, of Mm. being working class, of being a woman in a man's world in... Uh, as an executive and uh, being a working-class woman on television and in the media at that time and having to do talk shows with people who are quite patronising, you know, white men of a certain age who are quite patronising... In packs. Yeah, who shag people in the dressing rooms in the tea break and
0: all of that. Um, but... It mustn't be very good if it's just in the tea break. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very long, that, is it? <laughs> I'll not go into details but I know you're not
2: modest. I know you're not modest and I'm glad you're not modest. But I don't think that I could have my career as such without the women who build bridges all the time. And I think you're one of those. I think to be able to put yourself forward in a position where you now say, I don't care, but there would have been pools of times when you really did please. Oh, yeah, care. it was very... T- it, well, I used to go home and get
3: really, really upset when I started in television, and I used to go home and um, not cry, but I would be really stressed. So I developed a talent where... uh, uh, Sorry, a trick, which was that I would telephone the person that had annoyed me most about 11 o'clock at night (laughs) and tell them. And so there were lots of TV executives. (laughs) I'd ring at 11 o'clock at night and say, you know what you fucking did to me today? You know how upset I am? And then, you know, obviously I grew out of that phase, but also... (laughs) I would write down, and I still think this is good advice to anyone in this audience, that when you're trying to build yourself up and get on in your career, obviously you do take a lot of knocks, but the thing is, before you go to sleep at night, write a list of the five things that have fucking pissed you off the most in the day. You write those down, and when you get up the next day, you'll see how trivial some of them are, and that's how you grow those thicker, layers of resilience because you have to get things in perspective Perspective, yeah but when you go to sleep you have to take them out of your head and put them on a piece of paper you absolutely do because if you're creative or you are pushing forward They do trouble you, don't they? I mean, Sarah, this must have happened to you where people slagged you off or said things to you and they really got through you. No,
0: but did you you ever write
3: that down? Did you ever do Um, any of that? No,
0: I sometimes reply, (laughs) which is probably the equivalent of you ringing people at 11 o'clock at night. Uh, like, so, uh, for example, if somebody says that I'm... Like, on social media, if somebody says I'm not, they don't think I'm funny, if they say, I don't think you're funny, that's fine. I still query why they would feel the need to tell me. Yeah. But I don't have a problem with that. But if somebody says you're not funny, then I'll <laughs> take pains to reply to them to explain that I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's my fucking job. <laughs> and that what they mean is, I don't think you're funny. And that if that is the case... I don't care. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. And I sometimes, most of the time, I ignore it, but every now and again I feel the need to sort of fight back, and I do a little fight, and then I mute, and then it's like they've died. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it does, it massively affects me, and it affects more my uh, physical appearance. So if somebody says I'm not funny, nah, but if somebody calls me fat or ugly or anything like that, because they're tapping into something that I sort of agree with, that's why it affects me more. Because I have massive sort of body image issues and quite sort of wobbly self-esteem. So if they say something like that, it's hard to not just think, yeah. So I think sometimes I need like a breather from these things. And I think that's, you know, how I get through it is just uh, maybe when I do a teleprogram, don't look at social media for a couple of days. Maybe that's the answer. I never have this bother on tour. And I play to often, you know, big numbers of people on tour, and and because, but it's because when you're on the telly, you've gone into somebody's living room. They don't realise that you can just press a button and you can disappear from their living room because they're fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> but on tour, they've actively come, and I never. But equally, like, because I'm not remotely interested in fashion. I don't care what I look like in that respect. I'm not bothered about clothes. I like a, a top with a cat on. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but if somebody says that's not fashionable, you shouldn't wear cats because you got big tits I don't care <laughs> but I, I do find that on tour nobody even <laughs> cares nobody says what was that like like a nice thing they don't say I liked your dress or I didn't like your dress because they are just bothered about what's coming out of my mouth which is what I'm bothered about as well so anything that affects anything that I suppose that I'm already worried about already uh, sort of have problems with they're the things that hit me the most and I, I totally get what you when you say uh, to write it down is. I sometimes do that when I'm stressed because I've got too much to do. I'll make I sort of. I always think of it like decanting my brain onto yeah, a bit yeah. of paper, exactly, yeah. and then it means my brain can go, "Oh, a bit of paper, you've got this, <laughs> you've got this. I'm going to have a nice five hours sleep and then wake up for a week because I'm 42." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I do find that very useful because then. It's not so much to look at it the next day, it's just to know that I don't have to remember all of those things. So I find it a good thing for stress generally.
3: I have people come up to me in the street every day and they go, what's happened, why do you look miserable? And I go, this is my face in repose when I'm not being paid. (laughs) (laughs) This is what it looks like without uplighting.
0: Well, why do people... They do feel the need to come and see you, though. I don't, say, oh. I don't think why they think that that's okay. Like, I wouldn't take that off a friend. <laughs> I'm not going to take that off a stranger. It's basically
1: the equivalent of men shouting things out of car windows at you, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's just,
0: they're mm-hmm. actually
1: doing it directly to your face.
0: It's I did so I, don't, I don't know
1: why they do it, but.
0: It's quite an odd thing. I probably and also, have a lot like, of money for like did. Like, they don't know that you, that you know what your face looks like. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're telling you something, like, you're going to go, oh my God. They say to me. I've never looked in a mirror. <laughs> yeah, they go.
3: You're really tall, so I always go, "Is your telly on the
0: floor?" <laughs> <laughs> that buys me escape time. <laughs> you have a smart answer for everything. Is that because of just building it up over years? Well,
3: before we came in, I told Sarah that when I was in the supermarket, I was buying a big pack of toilet rolls, and someone followed me around and they went, "Oh, Janet, well, they were looking at my uh, my basket." I went, "Yeah, isn't it amazing? I shit like everyone else." No. <laughs> So, I don't just talk shit, it comes out the other end as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, so the, I'm trying to The best thing is that you're built for work.
3: And yeah. is that also the worst I don't thing? See any, about-
0: I don't see any downside
3: to what I do. I could never complain, to be honest. I mean, I might seem like a bit of, of a curmudgeon on telly, or, you know, that might be my default position to have low level grumbling. But actually, I've got no bad, I can't see any downside because when I was you know as I said earlier when I was a teenager I always wanted to be really successful and I can't see any downside um I mean what's the downside about marriages divorces partners whatever I mean it's just like they come they go whatever
0: and you must have lost I mean through all the relationships you might have lost what up to a week (laughs) (laughs)
3: 24 hours per marriage to get over
4: it (laughs) Amazing, I've got the same
3: friends I've got some friends that I've got a few friends that I was at college with and that's over 50 years ago so that's amazing so I've always nurtured my friends more than my family because, you know, they're better
0: (laughs) Good answer Mm. Lisa, what do you like and not like about your work and life, love?
2: Um, I think it's nice being older and looking back and seeing what the benefits are of things that you might have mistaken for hideousness as a youngster. Hmm. Um, I think one of the glorious bits about I because I do acting as well, the um, that that rejection thing when you don't get work or you have to cow to something that you don't particularly agree with, or whatever. I think it builds you for later, for you not to care about things just when um, your generation or the, the sort of circle around it are beginning to panic about things like looks or, you know, having the right effing handbag and all that stuff. And and, and so it gives you a
0: laissez-faire
2: attitude past 40, which, frankly, I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I like my job a lot, and I do pretty much... I had a meeting recently with... Um, a high-up exec, and it's quite interesting. He's, I'm not his type at all. He wants uh, a lissom blonde in a shift dress in a field. He didn't want me, and I know that. And But don't talk to me like I'm a dick, because, because I've met people like you a lot. So, at one point, he said something. Everything that he's trying to have a little needle on, I've just turned it around. That's great, though, isn't it? Because that, that, and that. And it's like, oh no, but that's good because of that. Just loving annoying him. (laughs) (laughs) And at the very, very end, he said to me, "Um, it seems to me, Lisa, that you pretty much do what you want. And I thought, and if I was a guy, you'd have stood up and you'd have patted me on the back, but you've used that as it's just... What he wants to say is, I want you to do as you're told and you won't and despite that, you're still doing all right, and it's <laughs> annoying me. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you very much. Nice of you. But it, but it is funny how you do have to bat those off, and you do... If you're in a position of responsibility, I enjoy that um, being a... I kind of enjoy playing the mad card, because I'm really not. I'm quite... I'm good at business. I, I recognised things that you needed to do fairly early on. Make hay when the sun shines. You know, like, make sure you're covered so that nobody can take things off of you. Most of all, so that you have choice, so that you pick what you want to do and nobody else can say, go there and do that. No. It's the worst thing anyone could say to me. Mm. But, no, it, but really it, it's... It. A, it's, a, it's a, I, I personally, I like how every day of my life is different, mainly.
0: I once had somebody uh, pitch a, a TV show to me and they said, um, first of all... We'll get you in some heels. Mm,
2: First of all, (laughs) I'm
0: not sure I want to listen to any more of this. Uh. Take your glasses off. So they said, take your glasses off, get you in some heels, and they would start with a song and dance number. Yeah. And there was a person in the meeting that I know really well, and he said it was so funny because he said he just saw the shutters coming down (laughs) on my face. (laughs) Like what? You don't want me. If you want those things, if you want heels, no glasses and song and dance, I think we're in the wrong meeting. Ooh, I'd have, I'd yeah. have I think Bonnie Langford s- might be
2: available.
0: What track
2: were you going to be singing and dancing? Ding, ding, ding with the trolley. You know, that, <laughs> that whole showbiz number at the start. It's like, sod off. You do it.
1: Although I would actually watch you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you would not watch me in heels. Yeah. I would watch you um, in heels without your glasses so you couldn't see what you were doing.
0: <laughs> I would fall dancing off the front of to the show stage. tunes. I am um, when I first I didn't I've never really worn heels. I've never been big on heels uh, uh and the first time when I wore them when I was like sort of 17 and 18 I was going out and I tried. I thought i will have a go. And my mum said I looked like Dick Emery. <laughs> 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 and at the time I didn't know who that was. But I knew it was a man. (laughs) So it was definitely not a compliment. (laughs) Turns out you don't need to wear heels ever, though, if you don't want to. No. No, fuck that shit. (laughs) What do you, uh, Hannah, what do you like and not like about your work and life?
1: Um, Well, within the parameters of being on stage with my boss, obviously, I love my job. Yeah, what do you not like? <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit like Ellie, I I think, in that I like it, um, but obviously I like the freedom of it. I do a different thing every day. I um but on the other hand, I also um like we went to Glastonbury this weekend. Not Glastonbury, latitude. We went to Latitude, it was amazing. I have a great job. I can go to latitude, we could be on a stage, we can meet great people. And on the other hand, I'd sleep in a tent. I absolutely fucking stunk by the end of it. I had to walk loads of <laughs> Really long distance with a long bag, moaning at Jen. Just oh, is it that much further? So yeah, um, it, basically the, the good things and the bad things are exactly the same thing, really. But yeah, I know mm. I'm I'm very lucky. I have a job that I really like. Um,
2: I think lucky is really an interesting yeah. phase you pass through because I do think a better word would be serendipity that you've made something happen mm. it all clocks in like a spine sometimes and you just feel like a million bucks it was a great night mom you <laughs> know <laughs> but but lucky lucky it, it it's i don't know i'm not grateful to work and i think and, and i think that might be being second gen showbiz right i'm not grateful to be allowed to do my job Because I know I can bring something to it. Mm. That's so interesting. Because I like to invest in that.
4: Yeah, like hearing you guys talk like that. I wish. Like I wish I had a little bit of more of that. I don't give a shit. I am what I am. I do what I do, and I'm good at it. But
0: don't you think that comes with age? You're quite young. How
4: old are you? Thirty-three.
0: Oh, you're not that young. Oh, thanks, mate. (laughs) Well, what I want
4: to say is... My my heart rose (laughs) and then... (laughs) uh, No, what what
3: I want to say that I didn't say earlier is that it's all about discipline, and we could sit here and say luck or not luck or um, good and bad things, but the fact is that you won't get anywhere without iron discipline. Mm. And uh, uh, even now, I have a a completely iron discipline about writing a newspaper column... um, all the deadlines for that and having to, you know, write in a lot of copy every week and, you know, be a whole page of a newspaper. And that's something I've done since I was 21. And um, that's never gone away. And that iron discipline, and it also applies to, you know, working in television or doing, Mm. you know, any kind of work, you have to have the discipline because if you don't put in the hours and turn up on time and deliver, the goods, you're going to get the sack. Mm. And Mm. I think that is a generational problem uh, because what I would say to people still at school and people just leaving school or people at uni, that discipline is key to how you're going to get on. Because if you haven't got that discipline and you haven't
0: anticipated
3: the rules that you are going to have to abide by, you aren't going to get anywhere.
0: You know, when you're, when you're single and you're sort of considering what you're looking for in a partner, um, and I always had various things in my list, all the important things like kind eyes and good sense of humour and all the nice things, you know, it's important to be nice. And it wasn't until just before I met my... Is it right to say current husband? <laughs> <laughs> husband, now husband... Um, that I realised work ethic was on that yeah. list. And then, when I met my current husband, <laughs> he matched me on work ethic, and it was so... And there was other things I found attractive about I mean, <laughs> yeah, it. It turned just you that. on. <laughs> I was like, and how many hours are you going to be out the house? This is great! <laughs> no. There was other things as well, but that was, I found that really attractive, cos it meant that we were both uh, level pegging. We were sort of aiming for the same goal, uh, which is to improve and to progress uh, at the same sort of rate. And I, I, I hadn't realised it was on it was on a list of things I was looking for in a in a book. Um, uh, <laughs> I, 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 have I answered? No.
1: Uh, I was just going to say, Sarah, answer thanks. the question.
0: Uh, answer the question. Um, I the thing. I, oh, it's it's basically the same as Ellie. It's exactly the same. I love my job. I love that this is technically work even though it's a fucking blast doing these gigs and my tour and all the other things that I do, I love them. Um, But I'm not very good at the work-life balance. I can't relax, I've discovered I can't relax. So what I do, I try to knit, I try to knit. Somebody said knit, it's a good idea, fucking knit. They weren't as aggressive as that, but they said (laughs) knit. And because I was so tense when I knitted, it was too tight. (laughs) I couldn't get my needle in anymore. And my friend showed me her knitting because she's really relaxed. And it was all holy. So it was I mean, it was shit. Nobody yeah. wanted a scarf. But it was a good example of how relaxed she was. So I think um, because when you love your job, it's hard to sort of wind down. And it's hard to turn things down. Because at the end of the day, we're self-employed. So you, if it's something you really want to do, even if sometimes I haven't got the time, I still put it in. I haven't said that. I am very good at saying no to things I don't want to do. Um, so I think it's work-life balance. Oh, I described it to my husband. I said, oh, I'm not very good at the work balance. And he said, you didn't even get the name right. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got another question? I do, question? yeah. I
1: thought in the in the week that we finally get a female Doctor Who, <gasps> um, it might be... It might be a good time to revive the question of um, which character in fiction you first identified with when you were younger, that you really associated with. God. Lisa?
2: I don't know. I can't, I can't answer. I'm a vicious, vicious... I meant to say voracious. That's just my <laughs> age. I'm a voracious and vicious reader. Um, I don't know. I'd I, I, I read anything and everything, so I, I couldn't tell you that.
1: Not on television or in films?
2: No, I've never been a bit. I've
1: never been like oh, really?
2: that. really? I'm beginning to sound like some kind of weirdo.
0: <laughs> no, no. I always struggle with this question. I said Wonder Woman last time. Uh, I because I just mm. think I read for reading's sake. I didn't ever then go. I wonder if any of these characters are me. I never. Mm. I never did that. I wish I did. I because that might have been quite inspiring. Oh, maybe Little House on the Prairie or something like that. So yeah. that was a good, oh. I, I was a big camp builder up until
2: when I was fifteen. And my mum used to let us light fires to make our own dinner. And I'm obsessed with all those Alaskan wilderness programmes. I, mean, I love them. Wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's really nice to, to be able to watch it like that. when they're like, mm. oh, he looks starving. <laughs> <laughs> for all that. But I fancy myself as a, you know, like a log camp builder. So, so yeah.
0: Not, so, with the, I can't remember Little House on the Prairie. I remember... That They ran down a hill, Yeah, the that's all I can remember.
2: That's all there. I remember was the so titles. we used to play it at school break. Me and my mate Sarah Godza would play it, make a camp, and then we'd play it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You did have an answer. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I didn't even know it was in me.
3: Thanks for digging, ladies. <laughs> Janet. Well, I didn't have any heroes from fiction then, but if I had one now, it would be Harry Hole from the Joe Nesbo books, the alcoholic detective mm. <laughs> who's retired who comes back with forensically sharp mind and solves things. But I don't really have heroes, and there was no one in fiction that I really wanted to be like. No, I read a lot of <laughs> I read a lot of that um, that Nordic Scandi noir thrillers, so I always kind of identify with a super bright detective who's been laid off for being troublesome, difficult... (laughs) ..or whatever. (laughs) And he's in his flat in, you know, Reykjavik or Stockholm or (laughs) Oslo, swigging on a bottle, and then he gets the phone call to come back and solve a serial killer.
4: Yeah, I identify with that. (laughs) (laughs) Ellie? Oh, God. I can't really think of anyone from a book. I remember I was obsessed with being Pearl in Starlight Express for a while... I'm sure her journey really spoke to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was probably a literal journey as well, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I do, yeah, yeah.
4: Going round the track. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of anyone. I remember I used to like writers. I remember like there was a, a teenage writer um, who was uh, well, she wrote teenage books. Paula Danziger oh yes oh my god <gasps> pistachio I love... prescription yes um, this place has no atmosphere. My yes. favourite. I yes. yes yes mate and I used to love that and I, I think it wasn't like I wanted I didn't want to be anyone in the book but I wanted to, I loved the worlds that she created and I, I I, think I wanted to be a, I suppose I probably wanted to be a writer I have never <laughs> thought of that before this is like this is like having therapy it's really
0: uh, are you on a journey right now I'm on a journey <laughs> <laughs> oh it's just kind of reminded me of those books I feel like I want to reread them I know, and Judy Bloom Judy but yeah, well, I was never allowed forever. Oh, I never read that. That's oh, no. way I read talk- it. Oh, no, I'll give you. Uh, I, I bought it for myself when I turned 30. <laughs> so I, I, was I finally- can't believe the
3: shit that you two read. I worked in the adult library at 14. You wouldn't catch me reading
0: any of this. Part. I mostly read books about budgies. Because uh, I wanted Melopsiticus undulate. It's still not the Latin name. It's no fucking use to me whatsoever. <laughs> mm. But Judy Bloom, I wasn't allowed forever because it was rude. That's when the, the boy called his penis Ralph. Ralph, yeah. I've heard of it like a legend, but I've never read the book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you it. I can't wait. I bought it when I was 30, and I bought it for my friend who turned 32 days later because she wasn't allowed to read it either. I thought 30 was old enough to find out about cocks. <laughs> <laughs> Seen a couple by then? Don't mind telling you, Uh, just the two. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) only touched one, but seen two. (laughs) It's not true. Uh, Hadn't touched any. No, Uh, not touched it. Uh, Just with my mouth. It could go on for ages. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So I think probably because the girls in the Judy Bloom books that I read were all kind of little quiet nerdy girls. Uh, who didn't have many friends and liked animals, certainly didn't have boobs, oh, you're there, God, it's me, Margaret, she didn't have boobs for years. I got mine with my GCSE results. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so I think probably one of those characters, not a specific one, but that kind of... Yeah, oh, the I like that we've read the same things, Ellie, that's <laughs>
1: nice. Uh, Hannah, you, you you, are a big reader. I am, yeah, I'm but I would, I, I would actually... She's a vicious reader. I am vicious. <laughs> But I would I I would say actually, um t- uh, the answer for me would be television in that I was it would we'll probably say Darlene Connor from Roseanne. Because ah, she was yes. um yeah. I mean we had like frizzy hair and we we're both really little, we we're middle children, but I think it came from for me, they were like a working class family on television and their money came from graft. Um and like you say, like think about work ethic, that's where our money mm-hmm. came from in our house and yeah, I they're bringing it back, you know. They are. I'm going to do a thing for our podcast about it because oh, I, I actually watched some again recently. And does it still stand up? It, it does, and more the point. I think it gets a lot of. I think there's a lot of credit goes to other things that came after it for being pioneering, like things like Sex and the City for having conversations mm. about what it's like when you've slept with more people than the man has. And Roseanne was talking about those things. She was talking about abortion. They, they, mm. did, they did domestic abuse. They did all sorts of storylines that it's were ritual. really quite pioneering. I don't know if it's going to be any good, but if, it use, if people use it as an opportunity to rewatch old stuff, I'm all for mm. it.
3: Can I just return to the starting point, which was we're supposed to be thrilled a woman is Doctor Who. I'd be thrilled if a woman was doing Robson Green's Extreme
2: Fishing.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that one of your shows? I just think we... It's one of his. Yeah. It's one so of his. his.
2: It's his company makes Yeah, that. there are yeah. all of
3: these programmes on television that I call Shed Vision. They're made for men who have sheds, who live in sheds. Oh, right. Their wives have banished them to the sheds at the bottom <laughs> of the garden, and they watch extreme fishing, canal boating, and all that <laughs> shit, all round Britain on railways. And they're all presented by men of a certain age. So I think, well, Doctor Who, yeah, it was predictable that eventually a woman would present, you know, be Doctor Who, but... Where are the women doing fishing programmes and all the shed programmes there? What built. is
1: extreme fishing?
3: Robson Green? You've or, got to put
2: that word in front of it to sell it. To
1: oh, right, OK, it. so it's just fishing. Yeah. fishing. Oh it's right. not just any it's just old the fish. It's a, a massive,
3: ugly fish in a foreign country and they get on a high-powered boat and they land a fish that is so amazingly repulsive and inedible, (laughs) that they photograph it, they eulogise, they almost wank all over it and then they put it back. (laughs) And that is... Possibly, literally. A top-telling <laughs> programme that is sold around the world and there is no woman presenting extreme fishing. Maybe that's
0: why, <laughs> right though, because we can't jizz all
3: over them. <laughs> I actually like fishing and I'm up for extreme fishing.
2: But, you know, it is fascinating. Is there anyone there's... here
1: that can make that happen? Yeah, if there's anybody <laughs> no, I...
2: in the room or listening... <laughs> He's gonna... only little, though, so he would make a fish look bigger. Oh, have you worked
3: with Robson Green? Is he short? Yeah. Mm. Well, that's good news. Oh. Yeah, I was so the
0: you know fish, we all all the fish right. well, so, maybe so the fish are not so big. Yeah, maybe the fish aren't that big. Yes, <laughs> <No, it's laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> Sorry. Actually, to be fair, I put him in room one-on-three. One no one. Yeah, I'd had a long argument with Frank Skinner about that. He was kind of on the side of Robson Green.
0: Was he? Mm. <laughs> Lisa, what's the best thing about getting older, do you think? Oh, just feeling um, free. Hmm. And um,
2: knowing that there are certain things that you like, certain things you don't. You don't have to do any of them. And also, when you pass beyond a certain time, I have never felt more right in my life. And <laughs> I'm um, really happy to let people know that. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, I, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that an awful lot of corporations would benefit from a woman or women in, in a, of a certain age going in and just sorting, like, a building out or you know what's wrong with your work team? It's this. No arguing with me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'd be really good at that. Like, just need to go in and, like, well, you've buggered the whole layout of this floor up, so she's pissed off half the time, she's under the air con, so she's always going to be ill. You know, like, the lack of common sense is <laughs> a- astonishing to me, but if I find it wherever I am, I actually have to say something. <laughs> Who's done this? I had, um, where I work... A... <laughs> Who has done this? Oh, I do that a lot. <laughs> I, I do a nice line in anonymous notes that... Well, I shouldn't say it, should I? <laughs> anyway, I'm getting things done. <laughs> I, I um... <laughs> Yeah, you can get things done, but... but, but yeah.
1: No, I, I, fu- I fully support that. Once at work, I went round on all the cars that were parked over two spaces. I left a note that said, you have won a prize. Go to www.iparklikeacunt.com. LAUGHTER
0: Victory. <laughs> Is that, have you checked us? Because that website might already exist. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then I denied all knowledge that it was, it was anything to do with me.
0: Janet, what do you like about getting older, love.
3: Well, I don't really think I've got older. Um, I think I'm kind of stuck at 14, but I've got the added bonus of... um, Well, I've always had a very, very short attention span, and now the added plus is I can't remember who I pissed off yesterday or even (laughs) in the last 20 minutes. So sometimes people are looking a bit funny, and I go, what's your problem? There's someone I might have really, really insulted or said something horrible about, and I've got no recollection whatsoever. (laughs) So I operate in the now. (laughs) (laughs) to be very good I'm just operating in the moment and of course mindfulness is so trendy now (laughs) so it's it's plus
4: Mm. Ellie um I think uh while I'm not there yet I'm increasingly trying to get a bit better of not giving a shit so much um, which is
0: really hard. So I really, I give a lot of shits. Mm. Um, How many shits do you give, like on a daily basis? Probably between
4: five to nine, I would say yeah, that's a day. A lot it's of a shits. lot of shits. Yeah. I do. Can I'm you real, get that down to like two? I'm really shy, it's, a day. it's I'm, I don't have very good instincts. My instincts are absolute dog shit. So I can't tell if I've made like a really wise decision of not giving a shit, or I've just been an asshole. So I have to kind of run it by my husband. Like, is this a good decision or not? Um, and I'd like to try and hone my instincts a bit uh, when I, as I get older. Um, yeah, I think, I think I've got a lot of work to do on me older, not, not caring what people think so much. It's hard, though, isn't it? Especially yes. the
3: person you live with. You can't care what they think.
4: Oh, that is depleting, to be honest, to be how much of a you, fuck. I give up.
3: You've got to listen to their point of view for a start. That's really draining. Do you know... <laughs> and it's like you can do it up to a point and I think sometimes when you're married or living with someone you feel like when you enter the room or the space where they're in you should start a clock and go "All right, well I've got so much of listening and empathy (laughs) available today and it's about 60
2: minutes and you've used up five (laughs) I think what I've learnt that's that drama thing I was talking about of like oh hang on you know what let's just g- ask some bold questions that move the action on mm. so actually it's win win for everybody mm. Mm. let's cut this out it's not, i'm not saying it's always appropriate mm. but uh,
0: <laughs> l- you no know because l- i i try you know when people ask advice and you so you and it could be about work or personal things or whatever they friend and they ask advice and you give advice and then the next time they see them they ask the same advice and they and they never and it's not that they're not listening but, but they're, they're not, not listening but they're not listening, mm. but they're not moving, like you say, mm. moving it on. So even if they t- completely disagree with what mm. I've suggested, which is absolutely fine, they're not making a decision either way. So if they say, should it be yes or no? And I say, oh, I think yes might be good for you. They don't then make a decision and go no or yes. They just ask the question again. <laughs> mm. But and in I the get...
3: book of friendships, Sarah, mm. they've gone to the debit side because <laughs> oh, there's no, a credit oh. and oh. This debit. This sounds
0: amazing. <laughs>
3: Well, in any relationship, friendly, a friend or, you know, someone living in your space that you're having sex with, there's got to be credit and debit. And if they, you are given advice, which is worth a lot of points and they're disregarding it, they've moved so many points to the debit side of the sheet. And there will come a point where you just look at them and you think, right, you're out the door.
0: And it would have to be something really big that they would do back for me in order to get them over the other side. It's like a star-based system with your children, (laughs) (laughs) isn't it?
1: Oh, well done, you did it in the potty. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Credit.
3: Yeah, but with a friend that constantly asks for advice, they're draining you. They just say they're taking and they're not giving anything back. Even if they, took, if they took even a fraction of
4: the advice, they'd be moving back to credit. But as it is, they're a draining away. I quite like giving advice, though. I feel like I'm much better at giving advice to other people than I am at taking my own advice. So when someone asks me, I'm like, hmm, now is my time to be so wise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You mean you're <laughs> validated by giving advice? Oh, now you put it that way, Janet. Yes, <laughs> oh, just asking. <laughs> no, I think I think yeah, I think I probably am to a, a bit, and I like. Um, and sometimes I don't mind, actually. I've got, I've, got, I've got a couple of friends, actually, and I think I'd give the repeated the same advice and they come to me with the same problems. But they're not ready on their journey to... Um, uh-huh. They know the right thing to do, but they're not ready to make that decision themselves. So at the moment, I suppose my job as a friend, I think, is just to sort of keep giving the same advice and they'll eventually get to the point where they will take it. And I don't mind it. I suppose as long as you don't find it draining... I find maybe draining. I find it
0: draining. Yeah. <laughs> there is, maybe I could type it up and then just hand it out each time each time
1: <laughs> oh it's you again here you go or just give out some really really bad advice because I've done that in the oh past no. and people don't come back to me like what, what I... I don't know but I mean I thought it was good advice at the time oh, like okay. yeah go out with him <laughs> which turns out to be terrible, et know, People no, okay. don't generally come to me for lies. They come to me for lies, because I'm good at lies. I'm really good at thinking them up. I'm terrible at delivering so, them. Oh, really? So, so yeah. somebody
0: was wanting, Somebody needs like an excuse to get out word. of a wedding or oh, something. Wedding? Yeah, oh, I'm good at thinking
1: up stuff like that. What would be a good
0: like one that. for a wedding?
1: Oh, well, I mean, I'd need to know the particular circumstances. Oh, okay. But yeah, well, no. A bespoke
4: lie, that's yeah. what
1: you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Bespoke. Well, you don't need them. You've got a gig. I mean, you've all got things that you could fit in with things like that, but yeah. But I'm actually really bad at delivering lies myself. So you I, need somebody else to do it? I, yeah, I, I just don't. Otherwise, you just I just, tell, I just, just tell a lie and then I go... <laughs> <laughs> and everyone knows to I've done it. you have to go to all
0: it. weddings, then?
1: Yeah, I have to go to absolutely everything because I can never get out of it because I'm rubbish at telling... Even white lies, I'm rubbish. Rub- I think of them and then I say it and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm already aborting mission <laughs> halfway through this. <laughs> I think
0: the trick with lies is to keep it short and concise and not do to uh give too much information when i used to work at the job center uh there was i remember a guy because if somebody missed their appointment or they missed their signing on time or if they come in and they say oh i'm sorry i missed the bus or they whatever reason and you would sort of go fair enough and you fill it in and you get it rebooked in or whatever and they get a few chances obviously and there was a guy came in once and said that he'd sprained he missed his appointment the week before he'd sprained his ankle and I went, oh, God, that's awful. And he was walking fine, but a sprain's a sprain, you know, it seems plausible. And then he went, oh, and my nana died. <laughs> and I instantly thought, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he tripped over his dead nana, <laughs> that felt like shit. I think it's just one quick one thing. Yeah. yeah. I, once, um, I only once ever took to sick yeah, at work and I rang with my ex husband. Uh, we wanted a day off together and he rang for me and I rang for him and he rang his boss. Uh, he rang my boss. Uh, And when I rang his boss, I said, oh, I think we've had something dodgy, cos we're both ill. And then when he rang my boss, he said, oh, she's cooked again. (laughs) I was like, that is not what we agreed. (laughs) But the boss was like, fair enough, fair enough.
1: (laughs) Disgusting. What do you like about getting older, Hannah? Um... Yeah, it doesn't, it's all right. It doesn't bother me. I quite like the fact that all of the things that I said that I wanted to do or, you know, didn't want to do that people spent a long time telling me I was wrong. Um, I'm now in a position where I can say, yeah, I'm 43 and I didn't get married, so give me all those fucking tenors. All you people who bet me I would be married by the time I was 40 or, you know...
0: People did do. you did you just not get married so you could get all yeah. those tenors?
1: <laughs> yeah. But people people do. People will say, oh, when you get older, you'll start wearing dresses or you'll start like, liking said, makeup or you'll yeah. get married or you'll want these. things. Your mother things. always
3: tells you that you you know you're gonna you know when you get to my age. Yeah. That's my most hated phrase yeah. in life because you grow up and you. You're, parents and your family say, when you get to my age you're going to be doing this, that and the other and inside I
0: was thinking, no the fuck, I won't be yeah. doing any of
1: that. And, and the thing about being older now is I, I haven't, so yay, I was right. Nice,
0: but sp- I'm the same, because a lot of people thought I would have kids and just assumed and I've never Well it, That's kids.
1: another thing, Oh, yeah, you're, yeah. but you're one of, the clock will start ticking and it's you're one of It's
0: different if it's your own, because you th- I used to say that I hate kids, because I do. LAUGHTER <laughs> And they would say, they're different if you're their own. And are like, well, I'm not willing to take that risk. <laughs> what if I have one? And then I'm like, oh, this is unbearable. It's a proper shit. <laughs> um, and people have always said that to me. And even now, like, because I'm 42, I think, well, now they've got to shut up, surely, because I'm 42 and I've got polycystic ovaries, so they're just husks, uh, my ovaries. But they, I still get people, if I, put like a, if I put on social media that I've had a mocktail, people are like... Ooh! If I go, like, oh, if I, you know, my social media output is incredibly entertaining. Oh, I've had a mocktail. I've had some pickled onions. uh, And people are like, oh, is it a craving for pickled onions? And you're like, no. Somebody sent me a message on Facebook the other day saying they'd see me on the one show and that they thought I looked pregnant. Am I pregnant? And I didn't reply, but I really wanted to reply and go, I'm just fat, love. Uh, Why have you got such a fucking massive problem? There's got to be a baby in it. It's just full of things I love, like cakes and biscuits and pickled fucking onions. (laughs) So maybe that, maybe that's what I like about getting old.
1: I do have a quick one. I know that Janet's not going to have any problem with this. Um, Women quite often don't say positive things about themselves, so... Everyone, I'd like everyone to say something positive about themselves. What they, something you genuinely like about yourself.
0: Oh, fuck, don't start with me. I'm going to start with
1: Janet. Because <laughs> start with Janet.
0: Janet's awesome at this. Because
1: I think she'll have it. Uh, what do I like about myself?
3: Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you like loads of things
0: about yourself.
3: Um, well, I like the fact that I start the day in an incredible... Bad mood <laughs> and then by about lunchtime. I've perked up I've worked my way up, but I feel sorry for every anyone I encounter before 11 o'clock <laughs> But you know my whole day is in a jerk. It, it, it does go up through all those moods and then in the end of the every day I always think I always feel really good the fact I've drunk a bottle of wine or whatever <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't drink that much, but i um, no, what do I like about myself? It's a really hard question. It is quite a hard question because I'm not a vain you say, person. You just sound like a but see, that's yeah. the point.
1: A bit... Yeah,
3: but I'm not a vain person. Well, I am no. Women don't say nice things I'm about not themselves. Self... I am self obsessed, but I'm not vain. I mean, I know my faults, and I think that's probably a plus. So that's what Every I like about myself. I can embrace my faults, they're there. I couldn't give a fuck.
1: That's a so, great answer. <laughs>
3: Fit or fuck off. That's my message.
4: <laughs> 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 <I like> that. <laughs> Ellie, um, I think uh, I'm quite, I'm, good, I'm good. I'm a good friend. I think. I think I'm good at nurturing friendships, and I really like the fact that I've got friendship groups from. I've got. I'm still friends with my friends from school, Janet. I'm sorry. Um, and we were a really close group still. And I've got. I've, I've got pockets from people of all the different parts of my life. And I really that. like that. When I got married, I had 3,000 bridesmaids, and they sort of represented different parts <laughs> mm. of my life. And I really... I thought, oh, that's really nice. I love looking at the photo of me and my bridesmaids. Like, that's me and my... That's me and my gang. I've got a really good gang around me. And I think, uh, yeah, that's a really good thing.
2: Excellent. Lisa? No idea. I really... I really... I don't know. I, I don't know... That sort of question is, would have me wrestling a journalist.
1: Really? Yeah. Shall I move my chair away? <laughs>
2: Well, if you've got a twister, Matt. Matthew, <laughs> fucking big jar of goose fat, I'm on. <laughs> it, I can't stop talking like that either. That's with my brother at the weekend. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, you know, uh, I, I think that that's... I don't know. In, though, in my world, though, I don't ask myself those questions. I just get on with... I don't know. Any, any element of this just makes me feel okay. odd.
0: Sarah? Well, maybe that's, that's a good thing about you, is that you don't consider yourself in that way, so you just get on with stuff. Maybe that's the good thing about you, is that you just crack on. Just that's get stuff really done. That's really lovely of you to say it. But it
2: is. It's, it's, I, you know what song's been going through my mind all week? You know that David Bowie, modern... I know when to go out. <laughs> I know when to stay in. <laughs> that's me, And you've just said it. Get things done. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thanks. I'll, I'll take that. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: well, that is a good quality. Um, It's something I wrestle with. Um, I think probably some of the things we've covered tonight. I think... I think I'm... Maybe I'm a good friend. I think you are reflected in your friends. So I think if you have good friends, then maybe you're a good friend because they wouldn't be friends with you. Um, And also, uh, I'm a grafter. I think I'm a grafter. And I think that's something... My dad... The worst thing it could be to my dad was lazy. And my dad would walk... We would be... Walking down like, the town centre uh, in South Shields and my dad would bump into a man that he knew when he worked at the pit. And they'd have a little conversation and then they'd, and my dad would be all jovial and nice like he is. And then as they parted, he would either say, he was a hard worker, or bone idle. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the worst thing you could be. And I think that's something I've taken from him and that I think it's important to work hard. So I'm a grafter. Hannah, what do you like about yourself? Um, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But not, Although i had time to think of an reasons.
1: answer.
2: <laughs> Sorry? What do you I, mean? Not necessarily. It's, not a, it's a hard question to answer. But, it, but you know, because you, you, could, you could also say, oh, and I like my hair, and I like this, and I like yeah. the way I am. And I really like my... So you could do that. But it, it's about, I, I guess, us all agreeing with the sort of people that we are and extending that you know, it, to be a good companion, to be naturally curious, to be... I, I've said I've cut out drama and, and I feel like a pig now because everyone's going on about friendship. I think i won't I'm a say really that. good friend. Yeah. You know? um, they're not necessarily qualities that we're led to believe are important for us to have mm. or sold to us. And, and I I can't help thinking that the, everything's changing and that the we're coming out of this now where... You know, people selling you shit you don't need. We're all saying, well, I'm not going to, I'm not, just not going to buy it or, mm. you know, not watching the news or. I, I can't wait for the day where they tell us news differently, mm. where they spin it in a way so that something's great rather than picking you off like a bloody foot soldier of like, ooh, this and this and this. So you go away with that, like, there's no hope. <laughs> there is. Oh, Hope everything's actually
0: great. I haven't seen like televisual news in ages. Do they still Mm. have the bit at the end where they say, and a donkey saved a man down a well? Do they still have the bit at the end? No, No, No. now they
2: have
0: weather, yeah. And and that's not
3: great local weather and the dresses the women wear. (laughs) Oh, fuck's sake! I know.
0: (laughs) I think it's fascinating that the question that Hannah asked is very open what do you like about yourself? And we could have all said. Hey, or feet, yeah. or and none of us said anything physical. Oh
1: well, I was going to say I've got great tits.
0: Oh well, <laughs> I just and you have.
1: <laughs> I oh wasn't no, really. Back
2: off. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> they're both. Uh, I mean, they're a blessing and they're a curse. <laughs> but they're
0: probably as big <laughs> as Janet's head. <laughs> <laughs> Should we see if everybody, anybody has anything to plug? Ellie, yes. you've got things to plug. You're going to the Edinburgh Fringe. Oh, I'm going to the Edinburgh Fringe. they uh, there the whole month with my show, This Guy,
4: and I'm touring nationwide afterwards. And is that all on your website, which it's is...? It's all on my website,
0: ellietaylorcomedy.com. Excellent, thank Hooray! you. Thank you. <laughs> Janet, aside from your extreme fishing programme, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have anything to plug, love? No.
3: I'm no? on Loose Women. I'm
4: in...
0: The
3: i newspaper. I'm mean, on the Indie website. No, nothing's plugged. And you're a yet.
4: fucking legend. <laughs>
2: <Exactly>. Yeah, <laughs> she just throbs it. <laughs> you do, you throb. Yes, thank you, Lisa. Lisa. Oh yes. Um, oh yeah, I've got a book out. <laughs> 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 it's not. It's not what you think. <laughs> uh, it's not what you think, actually. But I think you'll like it. <laughs> I've attempted to refresh the annual. Oh, It's good. Is <laughs> it out now? I'm proofing it this week. It'll be out. <gasps> That's It'll be open. out for Christmas. God almighty, publish it. Christ. <laughs> uh, just remember, I'm doing this for all of you. Not, not as a purchase thing, just on behalf of... <laughs> 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 Can God I just say, I, I haven't written
3: a children's book. <laughs> Is that your, and there is your no possibility yes. that I'm going to write a
1: children's book.
0: Oh, Your children's book would be awesome, though. More's the
1: pity. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, I, uh, my tour is on sale. and Oh, thanks. One person's coming. That's going to be fun. <laughs> um, and also... Uh, oh, I'm proofing my book uh, in a couple of weeks, and it comes out on October the 5th. We've done uh, a book. We did a book. We've done a book. I know. It feels <laughs> proper, doesn't it? The yeah. book feels proper somehow. Uh, and, uh, Hannah, do you have anything to
1: um you, well yes you uh can we've got loads of, of live events coming up um we've got loads in edinburgh we've got another one here in august
0: yeah august well, with uh, holly welsh ashlyn b and Kate thornton so that should be fun
1: i think september might be sold out but um i think it is but yeah um we've got loads of good things coming up also you can download uh, this podcast and any of our other podcasts on podomatic or itunes mm. um uh, or you can follow us uh, we are at standard issue uk on twitter Yep. No abuse. And <laughs>
0: I will reply. Yeah. <laughs> and then mute the fuck out of you. Uh-huh. Um, you've been such a great audience, as you always are. Thank you all so much for coming. Please Thank join you. me in thanking our guests. Lisa Tarbuck, Janice Porter, Ellie Taylor. and I An Sarah ceremony. Thank you very much. Good night. You have been listening to Standard Issue in conversation with Janice C. Porter, Ellie Taylor, Lisa Tarbuck... Hannah Levy and me, Sarah Milliken, recorded live at Leicester Square Theatre in London. The theme music and stings were composed and recorded by Barry Hilton, all rights reserved. Thanks to Maddie Hickish for all technical things, to Jen Offord for organising the event, to all at Leicester Square Theatre in London, and to Janet, Ellie and Lisa. All of our podcasts are available on iTunes and Podomatic. Bye-bye. Standard issue for all women.